Okay. Tonight we've been talking about generosity. Being generous. Right? What's considered being generous? So Uchot Sadiqim teaches us. You ready? Huh? He says, Odam Ruchachamim, the rabbis teach us. Midata Nedivut Tiluya Behergil. A person who is generous is based on his regilut. The Rambam has a question. And I'll ask you guys. You ready? If you have $100, and this, let's say $100 is going to go to tzedakah, you have two options. Option A is giving two people, one person 50, another person 50, or giving one person the 100. You hear the question? What do you do? What do you do? Huh? You have $50 and you have $50, or you give $100 to one person. So the Rambam says that a person, he has to get his hand used to giving. So therefore, what? Give to two people, right? Why? Because let your hand give, 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 give. I know personally, sometimes, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I'll have it, but sometimes it's hard. What happens? I'm going just to buy a drink from the store, whatever it is, the supermarket. I'm going just to buy a drink. And then when I walk out, I see maybe seven people like right by the door. Then I leave the door. Then there's another person. Then I leave the. Then I go to the parking to my parking lot to get my car. And there's another two, three people. And then, then I'm going to pass the valet. And there's another guy. You know, you see what I'm trying to say? But I just gave five dollars to the person. Yeah, it's crazy, right? But the answer is what? The answer is we have to train ourselves to give and give and give and give and give and, give and never stop giving. And never stop giving. There was a very wealthy guy. And the wealthy guy says, how'd you get um, so wealthy? How'd you get so wealthy? And he said like this. People ask me, I give them. People continue asking me, I give them. And you know what? I give them until it hurts. You know, when you give, 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 give. Oh, oh, oh. It was crazy. Give until it hurts. And then he said, and when it hurts, I give more. You hear that one? You hear that one? How many times do we hear, oh, they send you a text, uh, oh, I'm collecting for that, oh, and they say, you know, they're collecting for that. Try to give. I'll tell you what happened in our marriage, the first, first time we got married, should I tell you? We got married, and um, when I got married, I told my wife, this is what we're going to do. Anytime charity comes, we're going to give them. So in the beginning, you know how they have in the mail sometimes? You know what I'm talking about? The mail, they send things in the mail, collecting for, you know what I'm talking about? You don't know what I'm talking about. So sometimes they put in the mail what they're collecting for, right? I'm sure anybody listening to this knows what I'm talking about. They have the mail they put in. So I was, I told my wife, we got to give everybody. We know that as long as it's a good cause. As long as it's a good cause. Is it a good cause? We know it. Makes sense. They have askama of a rabbi on it. The rabbi that we know, Rabbi Kiyakola, this rabbi, that rabbi. Rabbis that are, 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 are famous. Yeah. So we give them. So we started to give them. We had a thing. No matter, no, as long as it's whatever, we give, we give, we give, we give. By the end of the year, I don't know, we had maybe, uh, here's my wife, maybe we had like 500 before Passover. 
Okay, then it started getting hard, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 500, 500, uh, remember 500 envelopes? Maybe before Pesach, Pesach? You know what I'm talking about? Huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> right? So what happens? I'm not, I'm not saying not to give, but I'm just bringing out a point. That you give, you give more, and it hurts. You give more, you give more, you give more. And then all of a sudden you train yourself to be a giver. You are a giver. Now, Hashem... In the world, there's something called in your school. You ever hear of a secretary? Yeah. Huh? You have a secretary, right? You ever hear of a treasurer? What's a treasurer? Huh? The person that's Oh, the person that's in charge of the money, right? Hagadosh Baruch Hu, he puts treasurers in the world. So sometimes he says, oh, this person, I see he's giving. I see he's giving. I see he's giving. This is a guy I'm going to give a lot, a lot of money to. You know why? Because this guy, this guy's doing a great job as treasurer. Give him more money. They don't call the Shammai. Shammai, give him more money. Give him, give him, give him, give him, give him. And then you say, wait, how do you get so much money to this guy? You know how he got so much money? Because he never stopped to give. You know what's going on over here? Huh? It makes sense. No, doesn't it make sense? Huh? It makes sense. Right? That's what it says. It's based upon what, what you used to. He says, you're not considered generous until you become used to giving at all times, in every place, as much as you can. Right? You could afford a quarter. Okay, a quarter you could afford. Right? A nickel you could afford. Ten cents you could afford, right? No? Huh? <laughs> you could afford that, right? So in that situation, you have to understand if you could afford it. So how do I know if you're generous or not? With what you have, you give, you give, you give. The things that you're able to give. I'm not telling you now, okay, the guy only has a few hundred in his bank account. He starts giving his whole bank account. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a person, a normal person he has to give. This is considered a generous person. Now, he says exactly what I just said. Even Ochot Sadikim says it. He says a person, a person that gives, right? A thousand dollars, let's say. In one shot, he's not as generous as a guy who's giving meaning a thousand dollars that he gives it. He says, look what happened. The guy, what happened, he had a little bit hit orerut. You know what hit orerut means? What does hit orerut mean? Hit orerut means, you ever feel like you're in the mood? Sometimes a girl says to my, she says, Rabbi, you know I'm in the mood to wear skirts. Well, what happened? Uh, you don't wear no sneeze, all of a sudden now you're in the mood to wear a skirt. What happened? You feeling okay? Like, what happened? <laughs> Great. I don't know, she felt a, a, a spark in her. She felt a spark in her that she wants to wear sneeze now. So that spark, you have to catch it, by the way, to pull one way. You catch it, and you can fly very high. He says over here, the same way. Sometimes a person has it or root. He has awakening. Oh, I'm excited, I want to give. But that's not the same as a person that what? That doesn't just give because they have a spontaneous like that. No. They give, and they give, and they give constantly. 
Not a one-time deal. If a person gives a thousand dollars in one shot, oh, he felt good. He felt, oh, this is a terrible situation. Here's a thousand dollars. But then you have another person that is always giving. So who is more generous? The person that's always giving because it's not a one-time It's not a one-time off. It's constant, constant, constant. Now this applies in our not only with money. It applies that Hashem, you're gonna get married soon. You're all gonna get married soon, right? It applies to our to your husbands. Right? What's love? You know? You wanna have a lovable marriage, yeah? What's the what's the love of marriage, yeah? Give in, okay, I hear you. <laughs> She's going to be, uh, ah, give in. <laughs> giving. Oh, giving. <laughs> I said give in. <laughs> she said give in. Happens to be, by the way, there was one uh, rabbi, uh, he said to his student, I'm going to give you three gifts. Oh, actually, no, Mahila. Mahila was big on. And uh, Ari Levine, you have here Ari Levine, he was a big, big tzaddik. He got married. He was Rabbi Yoshev's father-in-law. And when he got married... He was in the he was in the Yehud room, alone with his wife, and at that time he didn't have much to give uh, to give her. He didn't have to buy a diamond ring. He didn't have crazy, you know. I'm saying like we have nowadays. It could be you know the diamond rings could be a hundred grand, two hundred thousand. Who knows? So he says, "My dear wife, I'm going to give you three gifts right now. What? I'll be mevater. I'll be mevater. I'll be mevater." And she said back, My dear husband, I'm going to give you three gifts. I'll be mevater, I'll be mevater, I'll be mevater. What does that mean? Mevater means I'll give in. You see, when is there a fight? If you're playing ping pong, you know how to play ping pong or no? You know you take a paddle, and a ball, hit the ball, there's a net, and there's another person on the other side Takes the paddle and hits it back, yeah? You know what I'm talking about, ping pong? So, this ping pong, if you have nobody on the other side, could you play ping pong or no? no. You can't play ping pong. What are you going to hit the ball and you can go there? Ah, oh, it's annoying. You have nobody there. Same thing, a person, in order to start a fight with someone, you have to have someone to start a fight with. So, if the husband and wife, they don't give in to each other, so what happens? She's not giving in, and he's not giving in, and all the time they were, they're fighting. Now I'm passing the ball fair. But if once I surrender, I give in. Also, what happens? The fight is stops. Because he has nobody to bang against. Imagine a guy screaming at his wife, ah! and she doesn't say a word back. Well, if she starts saying a word back, ah! then he starts screaming back, because what? You hit the ball back to him. <laughs> he's playing ping pong. He screamed at you, you screamed back, he screamed back, he screamed back. So nobody's stopping the game of ping pong. But the second one, the second you stop, the game is over. There's no more fight. You understand what I'm saying? You hear that? It's a beautiful, beautiful way. And that's what happened when they got married. They said, listen, I'm going to give in. You're going to give in. I'm going to give in. You're going to give in. There's no fights. Oh, honey, what do you want tonight? Oh, I wanted uh, mashed potatoes. Oh, no problem. I really wanted, uh, you know, steak. But you want mashed potatoes? No problem. I give in. Beautiful. The wife's happy. I'll make mashed potatoes instead of steak. Jenny, you know what I'm trying to say now? Because she gave in. Yeah, yeah. Now sometimes a person has to be very careful to give in or not. Right? Let's say when it comes to education. 
education, yeshiva. One partner says, I want to send to this yeshiva. Why? Why? Why do you want to send to that yeshiva? If you know it's, uh, it's not a good yeshiva, where they have, let's say, for example, draw, who knows what they have? Or boys and girls, they uh, do things they're not supposed to do with each other. Who knows? But now, oh, listen, I'm not going to fight. I'm going to give in. That's what you give in for? That's what you give in for? No, you have to put it. Now you already have to be, be very careful. No, I'll do anything for you, but this, I really want my kids to go into a good yeshiva. You hear what I'm trying to say? That's a very, very important point. That's a very, very important point. I'll tell you a story. There was one guy. He was getting very, very religious. But he, when he got married, he wasn't so religious. But he got very, very religious. So he came up with me and says, Rabbi, what should I do? I said, well, I want to put my son into a good yeshiva that shtives in Torah. I want to send him for Torah learning. But my wife, when I married her, she wasn't there. Religious. What should I do? She's arguing. She wants to put it in uh, who knows what. So I said to him like this. Very simple. I said, what? So take your wife on a vacation. When you're chilling out, make sure you buy her a nice, 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 nice piece of jewelry and tell her, hey, this is for you. Open it up. And all of a sudden she sees it, she goes crazy. This is because you're going to give in to me now to send the boy to the right yeshiva. I guarantee you she's going to give in. But it has to be a nice piece of jewelry. <laughs> you understand? You understand what I'm saying? This is a myth. This is a myth. You know why? Because shohan. You know what shohan means? Bribery. She, she felt that, oh, you know what? My husband really wants. My husband really wants. You know, maybe it's a good idea. And, it, and vice versa. The wife, the, the husband this, the wife is on a higher level and she wants that. Bribe your husband. That's it. Honey, I'm going to get you a attache case or a bag I'm in toilet. I said, I don't know what he likes. But you get what I'm saying? Or you tell him the whole month of making mistakes, whatever he wants, whatever he likes. Dinner on me, I'll make you everything, five-star dinner, everything. This is a little bit about marriage. But another part about marriage is love comes from the, the word of what? Ahava. Ahava means love. How do you say, how, how do you say give in Aramaic? Hav. Hav means give, give. How come a father and mother love their child so much? Do you know that? You're going to be parents. You're going to love your child to death. Why, why do you love them so much? Especially the mother. The mother loves it like the child. Like, whoa. The second he comes out, oh, oh I love this kid. I love this kid. Relax. Uh, you don't even know the guy. Just get it. You don't understand. I'm holding him for nine months in my stomach. What do you mean? I don't know him. I know him. He's my kid. I'm going to take care of him. And she has the ability to wake up. Nurse, this, that. What happened? And she loves him. The answer is, she kept, she kept on giving and giving and giving. And that's how you bond. You see, in the beginning, you ever hear of a rabbi named Rabbi Yosef Herman? Rabbi Yosef Herman was one time sitting at his daughter's Sheva Berachot. His daughter got married to Sheva Berachot. And the Hatan and Kala, which was his daughter, was sitting right next to the Hatan. And her father was sitting, let's say, where I'm sitting, and very far to the next table was his mother. So, uh, so Rav Herman's daughter says, Daddy, I don't understand, Abba. I don't understand. Look how close my husband and I are. We're sitting right next to each other. 
Oh, look how far you and mommy are. You're sitting very far away. So Rav Herman says back to his daughter, my dear daughter, we could be as far away, but we're closer than sitting next to each other. You know what? Because the marriage was built up. The marriage was I give and I give and I have and I give and I give and I give. Sometimes the lady calls her, Rabbi, I'm done giving, Rabbi, I can't already. Relax, keep on giving in, keep on giving, keep on giving in. And you'll see, Baruch Hashem. Like we said tonight, you have to remember what we said tonight. We said tonight two points we were just saying right now. That what? Give. Make him, make him what he night. I know the, 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 the woman, they want to make sure that their, their husbands are happy. Like they say, happy, uh, no, they actually say happy, opposite, happy wife, happy yeah, life. Happy. I don't know what it says about the husband. They say happy husband, happy life, or no? I don't know. <laughs> it goes one way, huh? All right, that's also true. Happy wife, happy life. That's also true. But but what the point we're trying is is over here is that we're trying to tell you through the through the achotz What he's trying to bring out the point is what you have to be generous. But generosity doesn't only come from just giving money. It's also from giving love. And what is love? Like you said, giving into the person. I gave in again, and I gave in and again, and I gave in and again. And not only giving in, but also what? And everything else in life that you, have, that, that you do chesed, let's say, to a person. All of a sudden you care. I know a person that's helping out another person. And they keep on helping. They, they open up their garage. This person didn't have storage space. So what does the guy call me up? He says, Rabbi, you don't understand how much I'm doing to this person. I, gave, I took out my garage, and I let him use all my garage for storage space. I put all my stuff in one small part in the garage. I let him do it. I said, you love this guy? I love him to death. I love this guy. Why? Because he keeps on giving. It's not only money. He can give objects. He can give things. Give me that. But the bottom line is, even me, I'm a rubber shoe. Right? Now we have the Beit Knesset. Right? How much do I love the, the, the guys in the shul? It becomes a, a family. You know, there's some, uh, how many boys do I have? You know what I'm saying? I have a lot of boys. You know, from one wife? Yeah. <laughs> how could that be? He says, what? The boys in the shul is my boys. How is that possible? Because when you're giving and you're giving and you're giving and you're giving and you're giving, and you're giving, and you're giving and they're your children, right? So you teach, a person teaches uh, 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 somebody else's uh, Torah, Kilu Yoldo. It's like you gave birth to that person. How many times were you giving Shurim to show what? It's like uh, uh, mutual love. Because it's always constantly giving. Yeah? And that's why when you look, who loves you more? Do you love yourself more? Or does Hashem love you more than you love yourself? Tell me. Huh? What do you think? Do you think you love yourself more than Hashem loves you? Or Hashem loves you more than you love your own self? No. That means Hashem lo- What's the pshat? First of all, it makes sense like that. Second of all, even with understanding, God is giving us every single second that you're breathing. Right now, I'm breathing. Right? Imagine a guy doesn't breathe for like a... Stops breathing, the guy's dead. Right? Man, the guy stops breathing, he's dead. Hashem's constantly giving you breath. You know how much food he's providing for you? Huh? Just for you alone. You know how many years you're alive for? About 20 years, let's say 18 years, 20 years, right? Imagine 20 years, at least three meals a day. Huh? Three meals a day times 365 times a year. And wait, Shabbat, you also have Malama Malka, so that's four meals, right? right? Imagine that. Think about it. Three meals a day times 365 years is how much? 
How much? Huh? Anybody know? About a thousand. About a thousand. Time is about 20 years. That's 20, about 20,000 meal so far in your life Hashem gave you. You know what that is? Huh? 20,000 meals. And I'm sure you, you eat well, I'm sure. No, I'm saying you have the nice, hey. No, he provided you well. Could you imagine? Imagine how many steps you took in your life until this age that you're in right now. Who gave it to you? Hashem gave you every single step that you took. Imagine all the seeing that you saw. All the cameras and the pictures that you took from your eyes. You saw this and you saw that and you saw that. I hope all the good stuff is that Hashem, yeah? But at the end of the day, well, all the seeing is what? Hashem gave you the ability to see. Huh? All that. Hearing. You can hear. Some people can't hear, you know that? Some people are deaf, they can't hear. You can hear, you get to listen to Shurim, Torah, Tan, you get to listen, plug in, this, that. You get to hear. And who's giving you all this? Hashem. So that means He loves you more than you love your own self. He loves you tremendously at an own, at beyond, 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 beyond love. And that's why when you know that, when something in your life you don't think is going your way, what do you have to do? Stop. Remember this class. Remember this question. Who loves you more? You love yourself more? Or does God love you more than you love yourself? Stop. Think about it. Wait, Hashem loves me more. So why is this happening to me? Must be. It's the best thing that could ever happen to me. You understand? Gamzu letova. Train, we have to train ourselves when things don't go our way. What do we say? This is also good. I'm telling you, I woke up. Saturday night I woke up. 2 o'clock in the morning. I hear a crash from here to tomorrow. I say to myself, there's no way somebody hit my parked car. There's no way. So I went back to sleep. I said, I'm not even check. I wake up the next morning. Guess what? Oh, the car is crashed. But not just crashed. Like, ah, Cat, you remember that one or no? Okay, that we have pictures to prove, yeah? It was jammed. That was for the insurance. You know? Anyway, it was jammed, right? <laughs> and you want to hear something even funnier? My wife's my, my witness. What happened? My wife fixed the entire car, right? The day... Saturday night happened Friday meaning to say a week ago for a whole week something else happened to the car I don't know what happened fixed the entire car brought it back Friday we brought it back Saturday night now go Azab go for another two weeks back in the shop going Majnun but what happened we don't know why. It's better that Hashem gave kaparat avonot on, on monetary things, on objects, than what? Than yourself, right? You know Metzorah? You ever hear of Metzorah? What's Metzorah? You know what Metzorah is? Metzorah is leprosy. So where does leprosy start? First, if a guy is a wise guy, where does it go? It goes to his house. Uh, like a growth 
on, on your house. I don't know what we're going to call it, but leprous. Uh, something's growing on your house. I don't know. Mold, green things on your house. Imagine, oh my goodness, you come home. What, what is that? Green stuff, what is that? Hashem is giving you a sign. Listen, wake up. Make tshuva, come close to me. We always got to wake up. We always got to wake up. Sometimes Hashem gives the hizuk. And he says, look, wake up! But sometimes the person doesn't understand the message so fast. So what does he have to do? Hashem says, we're going to give the leprosy, the mitzorah, where? On his clothing. On the clothing, yeah? Now it's closer. Oh my goodness, what is this? What, I have a mold over here? What is it, green over here? My... Suit jacket, what is it, on my blouse? I have a whole green. What is that? Hashem is telling you, wake up. Because he loves you so much. And if a person still didn't get the message, Hashem loves him so, 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 so much that the leprosy will go on his body. And now when it goes on his body, now he feels it. Before he just saw it on his house. Before he felt it on his, on, his, on his clothing, but he didn't feel it on his body. Now he feels it on his body. Now he wakes up even more. But we have to get the message before more things happen. So what does Hashem do? Hashem says, I'm going to give you a wake-up call. I'm going to give you kaparat labonot. It's the car. He does it in the monetary object. Then you wake up. Why? What happened? There's that. But Hashem loves us. And you have to believe 100%. No matter what happens in life, it's the best thing that could ever happen because God never, ever, ever wants to do bad. He's all good. In this world, what do we say when somebody dies? Baruch Dayan Hamid. Hashem, you're the true judge. We don't know why. But Hashem, I don't know why this person died. He was such a young boy. Tzaddik, why did he die? We don't understand. But this is good. Baruch Dayana Amen. In the future when Mashiach is going to come, everybody's going to come, Tehata Mitim is going to come, what are we going to say? There's going to be one Beracha, Baruch Hatov Behad Metiv. Hashem, you're so good and you Metiv to good. Because by then we're going to see the good. The Ramban had a student, Ramban with a noon. He had a student. And the student was on his deathbed and he was dying. He was on his way up to Shamayim. The Ramban went over to me, he says, Before you go, I have to tell you something. He says, What do you want to tell me? He says, There's bad th- all these things are happening bad for Klal Yisrael. I want to know what's going on. What is going on? Go to Hashem and ask him why this, 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 and give him all this. And come to me in a dream. He told the Ramban and tell me what's going on. His student passed away and he came back. And he told the, the, he told the, the Ramban, his student came to the Ramban and said in a dream, he says, you should know. Here's the list back. I have nothing to say. He said, what do you mean? You have nothing to say. He said, I couldn't even ask the question. I saw it was so good. I couldn't even ask the question. I couldn't even ask the question. Why is this happening? I saw why it's happening. It's the best thing that could ever happen. But we don't understand. Well, you think your small brain over here is going to understand everything that Hashem does? You know how big Hashem is? But why me, Rabbi? What do you mean, why you? God loves you. That's why you. It's the best thing that could ever happen. I know there was Shidduch. Shidduch that happened. 
The person was about to get engaged, his name, I'm not going to tell you his name because it might be, what is, on public, I'm not going to say, but it was one of, one of the rabbis that was in yeshiva. And he said the story in the yeshiva that he was almost engaged to the love of his life. And guess what happened? Right before they got engaged, she dumped him. You know what kind of feeling that is? Oh boy. Go ask a girl who got the... Oh, how many nights and days she can't sleep, huh? She dumped him. Huh? And guess what? He said it was the best thing that ever happened. You want to know why? I'm scared to tell you. But because she got sick a little bit after she got married... And years later, she got sick. And then he looked back and he said, God, you were so good. I thought that was the best thing for me in my life. But you knew better. You knew better. We have to put ourselves in the hands of Borei Olam. You think you know what's the best thing for yourself? Hashem knows better what's good for you than you know for yourself. And that's why in life, whatever is going to happen to us, we have to say, Borei Olam, You know why? Because he constantly gives and gives and gives and gives and gives and gives. And the love that he has will never ever end. He loves us more than we love ourselves. Stop here.